This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Brand new start to the week and a huge one for the United States Supreme Court this week. Yes, it opens a new nine-month term today, and the nine justices comprising six conservatives and three liberals will definitely come under intense scrutiny. Closely watched, of course, is whether they will overturn a Mississippi case that could enable them to overturn abortion rights. Yeah, so this has been in the news quite a bit. These were established in the landmark Roe versus Wade case back in 1973, and it also comes as some 660 demonstrations took place across the country over the weekend, including on the Supreme Court itself and the Texas Capitol. They'll also be taking up a case challenging a strict gun law in New York, which poses the question of whether the Second Amendment really covers the right to bear firearms outside one's home. Gun rights advocates, of course, say the century-old law, which puts certain restrictions on who can receive a concealed carry handgun license violates the constitution also on the agenda is a case in maine where the state has bought the use of a student aid program for schools teaching sectarian religious content Uh, this comes on the back of a ruling last year which said a montana scholarship program that gave funds to religious schools is protected by the constitution so we'll see how this issue you know could potentially draw a line between church and state to give us a preview of what's to come from these hearings is Nirmal Ghosh, U.S. Bureau Chief of The Straits Times. Now, Nirmal, let's return to the story that we led with first. The Supreme Court will consider whether all rules restricting abortions prior to viability are unconstitutional. How exactly will this threaten the core of Roe versus Wade? What implications could this have on other American states when it's no longer protected by the Constitution? Hi there. Yes, well, on December 1, the court will hear arguments about the constitutionality of a Mississippi law which bans almost all abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Now, this law is at odds with current Supreme Court precedent set almost 30 years ago in another case called Planned Parenthood versus Casey, in which the court upheld the quote-unquote essential holding of Roe v. Wade, which was the landmark case in 1973 that legalized abortion. Now, that Casey judgment was that once a fetus is viable, which typically begins at about 24 weeks of pregnancy, then states can ban abortions. Before that, states can only implement restrictions that do not present an undue burden on a woman's ability to obtain an abortion. Now, there does not seem to be any way to square Mississippi's law banning abortions at 15 weeks with the Casey standard, which is 24 weeks. And a ban can be construed as an undue burden. But just by agreeing to review the Mississippi law, at least four members of the court have suddenly signaled that they are comfortable overturning both Casey and Roe. The question is whether one more will. Remember, the court has nine justices and a solid six to three conservative majority. Just recently, they voted to uphold the new tighter law in Texas, which in effect bans all abortions. So if they uphold the Mississippi law like they did the Texas law, that means two states have gone against Roe v. Wade, not directly, but indirectly. And that will embolden other states run by conservative Republican governments to do the same. It opens the door to all kinds of further legislation and to a decision potentially overruling Roe entirely down the road. 
Okay, Normal. Uh, the court already kicked up a firestorm weeks earlier when a bare majority of five justices declined to block the strict Texas abortion law from taking effect. So with that in mind, and you know, by virtue of having six conservative justices on the panel, what are we looking at here? Are the odds stacked against upholding Roe versus Wade and the 1992 Planned Parenthood versus Casey ruling? Uh, also, how or can this potentially backfire on legislators? In short, yes, the the odds are growing that Roe v. Wade will be overturned. We kind of knew that already when Donald Trump appointed two conservative justices. And by the way, quite apart from the Supreme Court, Donald Trump appointed more than 200 other judges to various federal court benches. He worked very closely with Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and other Senate Republicans to reshape the federal judiciary and particularly the powerful appeals courts for decades to come. Federal judges have lifetime tenure. That was always the long-term agenda of conservative Republicans. Certainly there is already backlash. We saw the Women's March on Saturday in D.C. and other cities across the country, including in Texas. 5,000 women gathered in D.C. and marched to the Supreme Court. This attack on the right to abortion has given that movement a new focus. Many women are very upset. This is in the ultimate analysis going to widen the already huge divide between liberals and conservatives, and it is making a lot of people very angry. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Now, Normal, another case that will put the Constitution to the test is one involving a New York state gun law. It questions whether the state can mandate that people who want to get a license to carry a concealed weapon show good reason, such as self-defense. Tell us more about this law in New York. How does it differ from gun laws in other states? Yes, this case opens earlier on November 3, when the court will hear arguments whether the state of New York can mandate that people who want to obtain a license to carry a concealed gun show some good reason for that, such as self-defense. The court's decision will tell us how much power states have to restrict a person's ability to carry a gun outside of the home. Several states, including New York, California, Delaware, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Rhode Island, have restrictions on the carrying of concealed weapons outside the home. If the court rules that New York cannot demand a good reason why someone should carry a concealed gun outside their home, then the other states will find similar restrictions challenged. Uh, Nirmal Ghosh, U.S. Bureau Chief at the Straits Times on the line with us. Uh, pretty interesting one with regard to gun laws. There's a New York Attorney General saying 2,500 firearms have been taken out of communities through a buyback scheme since you took office back in 2019. So it's like ghost guns. The pistols are sold in parts and then you reassemble. There are no serial numbers for police to trace. Uh, tell us a little bit more about this trend, this ghost gun trend in New York as well as the state of gun ownership in the United States. Look, these so-called ghost guns are certainly a serious and a growing problem, but I think one has to also see them against a wider context. They are part of a larger phenomenon or problem, which is that last year, amid the height of the pandemic, gun sales just went through the roof. Overall, gun purchase background checks were up 69% last year, over 2019. That is a lot of guns. In numbers, that is 9.8 million gun checks in 2020, compared to 5.8 million in 2019. Gun sales have actually been so high that there is a shortage of ammunition. The driver is generally an accumulation of fear and uncertainty. We have the pandemic, we have political violence, the riots in some cities during Black Lives Matter protests last summer, and this January, the storming of the Capitol in D.C. 
One fifth of all Americans who bought guns last year were first time gun owners. So, in absolute numbers, you have many more people with guns. But back to ghost guns, they have proliferated because they are an easy way for a criminal to avoid having a traceable gun. These are guns made, as you said, from putting together parts made by different people who argue that what they are making is not a gun, but only a part. But with a few basic tools and a video instruction at home, you can sit and order these parts and put them together, and then you have a gun that once used and abandoned, cannot be traced to you. No background checks, nothing. So it is a boon for criminals. The Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms in May proposed changing the definition of a firearm and requiring serial numbers on ghost gun parts, which would address the issue to some extent. And a lot of people think that will happen. It could happen soon, but it doesn't get around the fact that overall, Americans have more guns now than ever before and at a time of a very dangerously polarized political landscape. Nirmal, another case of contentious arguments over a long-standing issue, the separation of church and state. Apparently, the Supreme Court will also be hearing a case involving state funds to religious schools. Walk us through the details of this ruling in Maine last year and what questions will be asked in this Supreme Court hearing come December the 8th. Okay, in 2020, five justices struck down the exclusion of a $150 tax credit for private school tuition when applied to religious school, saying that if a state provides a benefit for private secular schools, it cannot deny the same benefit to parents who choose religious schools. Four justices dissented on the grounds that any funding that benefits religious schools violates the First Amendment by creating impermissible entanglement between the government and religion, or church and state, if you will. So in this upcoming case, the court must decide if the same principle applies at a larger scale. The state of Maine reimburses a student's tuition to attend private schools, but it doesn't do that for the same tuition for private religious schools. The court will decide if the Constitution demands equal financial treatment of religious and secular private schools. All right, uh, clearly there's a lot for the Supreme Court to digest over this new term. We've been speaking with Nirmal Ghosh, U.S. Bureau Chief at The Straits Times. Nirmal, thanks again. Take care and stay safe. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.